Learn to apply the law of correspondence, frequency, intention, and the law of attraction to improving every area of your life. This is Law of Attraction Secrets. Join Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach Robert Zink and prepare to be empowered. Hi everyone, Robert Zink, Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach. And today we are soaring high like a big, beautiful eagle, and we're flying in the direction of your dreams and your goals. Thank you for subscribing, and uh, hey, we really enjoy your letters, so thank you for sending your letters as well. Hey, we have a guest on today, and I think you're going to find this very interesting. Her name is Elizabeth Otis, and she is the founder of Be Live, and She's going to talk about the law of correspondence and frequency and intention. And I suppose if we're talking about intention, we're also talking about the law of attraction as well. So I think it's going to be very interesting. And I think you're going to, you're going to be able to call out some tools that you're going to be able to use in your daily life. So Elizabeth, welcome to the law of attraction secrets. Robert, thank you so much for having me on. And a special hello, especially to everyone who is listening to us. Thank you so much for being on today. This is absolutely phenomenal to have you on. So tell me a little bit about Be Live, because that's, that's something that, is, uh, that you started about a year ago that you're putting a lot of passion into. Yeah, so Be Live is a movement that is basically about waking people up to the power they have within themselves. Because as you know, and a lot of people listening, we all know about the law of attraction and the power that we can use and we co-create with it. However, a lot of people are unaware of all the other laws that come into play right alongside with the law of attraction that open up so many more doors for us when we realize that they're going on and flowing to us and through us. And so the law of correspondence, the reason why that's really big in the Be Life movement and how that came about is because I was sitting kind of one day in the coffee shop and I was learning about the law of attraction. And at this point, I had already learned about it for some years and I was applying to it. And most of the people that I had come across were either not, they didn't know much about it or they were just like me. They were like, okay, I I know about it. I'm learning a lot about it. But all I really know about is the law of attraction. I have no idea about any of the other universal laws. And so earlier that day, as I'm sitting in the coffee shop, I had started to learn about all the other universal laws. And I was like, wow, we are absolute wizards whenever we know how to tap into the power we have and like the creation ability we have with the universe. So I was like, what if everybody in the world woke up to this power? What would the world be like? I was like, it would be absolutely astonishing the difference it would make because Here we are talking, you know, there's a lot of people wanting to manifest like money, all that stuff. But if everyone woke up to the power they have within ourselves, like we wouldn't even need money. We wouldn't even need half the industries that are quote unquote essential right now because we would just know how to basically just create everything we need right in front of us. And so that's kind of how the movement started. I was like, if more and more people woke up to the power they have within ourselves, because obviously you're all different. And we all have a different perspective. So if each and everybody was a player in this with our own perspective on it, I was just like, wow, the world would be absolutely changed. And 
there wouldn't be anything for like war, suicide, all the major problems going on. There would be no problem. Like there would be an awareness of them, but then we would know how to address them and overcome them. Any contrast would just be an opportunity instead of weighing us down. So that's how Live was really started. That's phenomenal. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the law of correspondence. A lot of people, first, before we get there, a lot of people think that the law of attraction is a primary law, but actually it really is a subset law of the law of vibration. The law of correspondence, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, how that works? Absolutely, and I love that you brought that up because just as the law of vibration states, you know, each and everything is on its own vibrational track and its own unique vibration, the law of correspondence states that our outer reality is a mere reflection of what we're giving off internally, what our vibration is radiating off. And so you can kind of think of it like a radio station for anybody that's listening and unfamiliar with the law of correspondence. Think of it the same way a radio station picks up a sound. It has to be in the receiving frequency of that sound in order to transmit it or even send it, receive it, same difference. It has to be in the frequency of that sound. So just like anything we are experiencing in our outer reality, it has to do whatever frequency our vibration is in. Because frequency, when it comes to vibration and frequency, we have our own vibration. And then frequency is basically like the adjective of it, like what we're able to do and perceive when we're in that vibration. Well, that's phenomenal. So how, how can the law of correspondence be of help to people in their personal journey? Absolutely. That's a great question because as a lot of people are, when they look up on YouTube and Google and they see the law of attraction, another thing that's common is the whole reprogramming the mind. And the only reason why that would be brought up is because of the law of correspondence. Because whatever vibration we are predominantly giving off is whatever we are radiating at at a subconscious level. Because yes, we can consciously shift our vibration in the moment, but what are we radiating it off and how are we operating majority of the day? We're operating off of our subconscious. So it's all about getting your internal programming in alignment with that which you want. So it's all about not just, you know, doing things here and there to manifest something. Yes, instant manifestation is very, very real. And you can do techniques to bring things too fast because time essentially isn't real. But the whole prolonged game of shifting your overall identity will bring you the consistent and prolonged success because that's what's really shifting the internal vibration that's constantly rating off and giving you your overall experience in life. So in a group called uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, there is a part of their initiation into higher consciousness or the sacred mysteries where it says, by names and images are all powers awakened and reawakened. And so when I was thinking of, of that statement, that statement indicate if you take that statement as truth, that statement says that in the physical world with physical brains, we need signs and symbols and colors and scents 
you know, because we have five senses, we need those to be activated in order to maximize our potential. Would you, would you agree with that? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it all goes back to the way our brain works, because in order to get anything to the automation part of our identity, it has to go past the first two levels of the brain, which are a part of our reasoning. And then, of course, all of our senses. So it has to appeal for it in order to become an experience for us. Absolutely. So what we have done and what I've done with my clients oftentimes is I have taken a look at their intention and then I've tried to extract what kinds of symbols awaken that intention on a subconscious level for them, what kind of natural oils or scents, what kind of sounds are, are, are in a correspondence with, with, uh, with whatever their intention is. And sometimes with uh, people that are spiritual archetypes, so angels, for example. Um, do you do some of that kind of work as well? Absolutely, because as a part of, you know, corresponding to that which the frequency you want to be in, when you're in these things, when you're developing rituals to help shift your identity, say when you're doing something like visualization, while you're in that process and you're envisioning how you are living, breathing, experiencing the world, everything that's going on that you're doing reveals the things that correspond to what you live in. So just like what you said with the oils and the smells and the scents, say um, whenever someone is doing a visualization process and they're stepping in the frequency of that which they desire, we do a, we do a deeper dive. Like how am I, how is my physiology? What's all going around me? Because it's those exact ways that we are thinking, feeling, and the things around us that are going to allow us to shift into that experience. So I think that's absolutely powerful because after all, everything is energy and your environment has a huge impact on what's going on with your, even though we have the 100% power to control how we feel in every given moment, our environment is so critical to us because the law of perpetual transmutation of energy is always going on as well. So that's always flowing and impacting and influencing what we are corresponding to. We're always in the process of becoming then. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's very important. I think people oftentimes think of their life as static. This is where I'm at. This is what I believe. This is who I am. But the truth of the matter is, is that we are changing and growing and evolving all the time. Yes, we're the same person, but we are not the same person if we are truly growing and evolving. So I have a, I have a story to share with you that it really, it really knocked home the law of correspondence to me many years ago. I hadn't been to church for 10 or 15 years, something like that. And my grandmother died and she was a Catholic. I flew up, we went to the service and they had this white garment over the casket. During the ceremony, the priest began folding up the, uh, the white garment. And he said that in this world, in the world that we live in, we need signs and symbols that point, point us in a direction. And that this garment called Paul was a, uh, was a representative of her baptismal garment. It was white. So it, it was kind of like a, 
a return to the original part of her journey, her baptism. And uh, he said, but where she goes now, in her journey, she no longer needs these signs and symbols and correspondences. And I thought about that for a moment. I was like, wow. I mean, I just was like, I'd lost track why I was even there for a moment. And it just hit me really hard that when a person is on a, on a journey, they use and they need to cultivate some signs and symbols that are important for them to use that will awaken their powers. But if they reach a high enough level, they transcend those signs and symbols and they don't need to die to do it. Your thoughts on that? I think you're absolutely right on that because just like how the brain works, we learn everything from association as well. So along with kind of the, the concept of how certain objects in our environment allow us to correspond to the reality we want to perceive, also when we see a certain like object, we can also have an association that allow us to also tap back into the identity. So say... Um, say someone loves a certain song and that song just always fires them up. So they could be having the worst day ever, but the second they hear that song, it allows them to shift. So having those signs and symbols as a guidance and also a tool to also use as our, because we have our human science that we use here on planet earth. We can also leverage that to maintain our association in a way that always gets us fired up. So instead of, you can also do this in a way that say something that triggers you, you can also identify like, what about this triggers me and then flip it so that you can change your association on that. And that also begins to not just weigh you down, but now you also change the association with it so that it helps you correspond to what you want to actually perceive. And then just like you said, when people transcend and they don't even need to die to do that, just how we can raise our own vibration so high here on planet earth, we can shift into different dimensions. I believe that the signs and symbols that you use in your own guidance system completely shift the higher you go because of what you are able to do and just your whole perception on life when you are in those different levels. So I think you're absolutely right on that. So Elizabeth, do you believe that we can shift into a parallel universe? Absolutely. In fact, I love that you asked me this question because that's pretty much what the law of a correspondence is all about, right? There's multiple realities happening all at once and whatever one that you are currently existing in is whatever one you are corresponding to. Whatever you, and, and technically every time like we make a movement, we're like technically shifting our own reality because there's multiple different things that you could choose to go on, but whatever you consciously resonate are the ones you are going to go for. So that's a great question because that just hammers home everything on law of correspondence. So high flyers, think about this. By learning and applying the law of correspondence, as Elizabeth is talking about, you can literally shift your timeline and into a corresponding universe that relates to your intention. And you can have the money you desire, the prosperity, the friendship, the love, the health, the vitality, whatever it is that's important to you. So how important is writing out an intention? I see intentions as anchors. You know, you're putting an anchor into, into a, a 
destination, kind of a target. But what do you what do you see intentions as? How do they work for you? I think intentions are absolutely crucial because it's the energy, it's the action that takes the energy from desire, the wanting, to the expecting, right? Because they're the same exact stick, but it's, they're different sides of the stick. Just because everything, you know, every right has its dark. So whenever we want something, we can't just wish and hope for it. We have to literally expect it in order for us to literally be like, okay, this is happening. This is the way we can perceive it. This is the action we now need to take. That's why with the law of correspondence, when you set the intention, it shifts your inner reality to then physically see the opportunity, mentally think out the right thoughts, the right action step you need to take, because after all, inspired action is only going to come at the level you're resonating at as well. So the juicier idea, the higher vibration you're in. So I think setting intentions are absolutely crucial because if you sit in the desire state and you sit in the, I think that'd be nice or I believe it could happen, it's too weak. It's not taking the energy into I'm actually expecting for this to happen. So I think that, I think it's really great that you said anchor because that's exactly what it is. It's like putting the end of the, it's putting the period on the statement, right? <laughs> like, right this right. is what I want, period. Elizabeth, what about your higher self? What about the part of you that operates outside the ego? And I'm not just talking about the subconscious mind. I'm talking about that part of us that uh, I think Sigmund Freud called it the super ego, that part of us that is eternal. I like to say it's never been born and it will never die. It's part of divine consciousness. What about that? What about that kind of connection? How important is that to really finding the kind of fulfillment that most most of us spend our whole life seeking but never find? It's absolutely everything. Because when we are anything, when we feel disconnected from our higher self, whether we are whatever we believe in, source energy, God, whatever you believe in, when you feel disconnected from all that you truly are and all that is, you feel negative. You feel of a low vibration. The less connected you are, the less of a vibration, the less of like the lower of a frequency of a vibration you're in. And so when I always like to talk about emotional intelligence, because same with goes with getting what you want, even like if you, your higher Self is always that of a high vibration, right? It's also living in the reality of everything that you desire. It's always of a high frequency. It's always feeling love, joy, peace, happiness, and it's always has its source energy. So it, it has the ability to do and be whatever it wants. So whenever you're apart from that and you feel a lower frequency, you can use your emotional intelligence to be like, hey, I'm disconnected from all that is. This is basically... Think of it like this. I listened to a tape one time of Esther Hicks, and this is beautiful. She's like, it's like going around and vacuuming your room like crazy without plugging it in. Because when you plug into your higher self, that's what's going to give you the right power. That's what's going to allow you to actually see, perceive, like physically see. Because even when you're not in the right frequency, this is a side note, you physically are blind and deaf to the opportunities and the things that you consciously want. Like you could want and desire something really bad, but if you're not corresponding to it, if you're not connected to your higher self in affirmation, having strong faith and just enjoying the, enjoying the ride and just being happy and joyous, you are physically blind and deaf to things you want to perceive in your life and live out. 
So it's absolutely detrimental to be apart from your higher self because not only, of course, do you want to be, have a great connection with your higher self because you came here for a reason and your higher self is responsible for you being here, of course, but your higher self is the energy source to you carrying out everything you want to manifest. So if you don't have a good connection with source energy with your higher self, then you're going to have a really frustrating journey here. And you're going to feel like you're not cut out for that, which you really want when you are, it's just, you're not connected. Yeah. It's hard to find the fulfillment in life if you aren't connected to the source of life. So how did you first become connected? What happened to you? What, what is that special story, that special moment that helped shift you to that deeper connection with your, with your higher self? Uh, well, I started to get really big into this information and that's kind of what started the momentum. But then the craziest experience happened um, when I met someone who I intended to marry, but then they passed away. So mm. I was on my way to a big conference that I was really excited to go see. And it was a really long drive. I love driving. So I decided to go. I would. And since it was a long drive. I didn't think about being in a relationship. I was really happy being single at that time in my life. But I was like, if I just so happened to describe my perfect husband, this is what it would be like. And so I just kind of described it. Didn't even think anything about it. Then when I got to the conference, I kept hearing like this little whisper saying like, he's here. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Like a big business partner, like a new friend. Like I wasn't thinking anything like of a relationship of that term. And I kept hearing that, I kept hearing that. Um, and so I just kind of, try to stay as aware as possible. Halfway through that day, I just had a really strong impulse to turn. And between just like a bunch of people, because there was 40,000 people at this conference I was at, um, me and this guy in detail, look and personality to detail described what I set intentions for. We just locked eyes. And then it was really weird because I was like, okay, I immediately knew that's what it was. And we talked, we kicked it off. We, this is when actually be live. Um, started getting even more momentum and he was like yes I'm in it with you like let's do this and he was basically going to be like the co-founder with me and we had all these attentions for and long story short I felt like this was me in another body there was a bunch of other great things going on in my life I felt the highest of the high and then next thing I know this guy that I was actually going to marry it was crazy we met and then we were like, okay, we're going to get married. It was like, like wow. we didn't even care. Yeah, we didn't even care. We were, were that much crazy in love. But then he, next thing I know, I didn't hear from him for a couple of days. And I was like, okay, maybe something happened and he's just busy, whatever. I try to get a hold. Um, I found out he died. And then so I was like, okay, that's excellent, right? Mm -hmm. how, and did he, how did he die? I, I, and I still don't know. I still don't know. He passed away in his sleep. And then he was sitting in the... Um, I can't think of what they call it, where they find out where people, like the reason why they died. He sat in there for a long time. And, right. and so it was really weird why it was happening. So I was really crushed. And I was like, God, why could you, you know, take this perfect, like we were supposed to carry out your mission. Like this is me, my partner in crime. Like we were supposed to, you know, do whatever. And then, so I was really upset about that. And then simultaneously, like in the same week, I lost, absolutely everything a big thing happened where I lost all the money in my bank account my car my cell phone 
absolutely everything except for basically clothes. Like I lost my makeup, my laptop, everything except for clothes. So I just felt I was completely on the top of the world. And then I was absolutely crushed in all areas of my life. And I felt like just this big betrayal because I felt like I was doing everything right for God. And I was like, why did I have to do this? So I got really angry and it just caused me to do a lot of inner work because then I was like, is God even real? Because if he was, and I, that was really crazy for me to ask that question because I had grew up Christian, but I had already shifted out of the Christian and it just kind of believed in like source energy and uh, all of that stuff. But then I started to even dismiss that. I was like, I bet law of attraction is not even real because if so, this wouldn't have happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it caused me to do so much inner work. And then I got obsessive on all the other laws of the universe. And I had already knew about NLP at that point, but I had to do even more inner work as to why this was literally happening in my reality because consciously everything seemed perfect, yet everything shifted completely in terms like completely turmoil and that's what and simultaneously that was a little bit after be live had started so it caused me to kind of shift the whole purpose of not just dreaming big and consciously creating your own reality but like knowing that you have the power it doesn't matter if you have everything stripped from you like you have all resources within you and it doesn't matter if you have everything going against you and like the worst time of your life like you have no reason to not embrace and look at all of the great things going on in your life currently so that was probably like the biggest shift for me <laughs> was yeah. like a combination of those events so closely together that's that's pretty strong i would say that it's an indication with what you are doing with your life now life you know it's a law of vibration and so life uh, is is not a smooth line there are ups and there are downs and there are times when everything moves fast and there are times when everything tends to go a little bit slower. But if you apply uh, intentions, if you apply uh, using and taking responsibility for your frequency and your vibration and you use the law of correspondence and uh, some of the other laws, but particularly those, you can pull yourself out of just about anything. It seems to me, just just as an outside observer, that his time was up, but you attracted somebody that had a short time left so that you could grow. You know, you needed to be with him for the short time that you were with him. Anyway. I th- believe that as well. I believe that he was a gift to me. I, I was so resentful at first. <laughs> Like, why do you have to be so amazing and come in right before? But I believe that everything, obviously, going with law of correspondence, nothing is at random. Everything is for purpose. So it was, it was a gift to me to help me do that transition. Well, I mean, to the universe, is there anything different between a day, a week, a month, 50 years, 60 years together, 100 years, a billion years? I mean, the universe is a very old expression of divine source energy. And divine source is timeless. So whether you had this gift for several weeks, several months, or several years to the universe, I don't think there's a difference. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. So anyway, we, uh, Rachel and I just celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary and we did a YouTube video 
on it. Since we're not, we're not going out to dinner right now, uh, we did a YouTube video on it. We took our intention. We wrote out an intention that we both agreed on. And it's what Stephen Covey would call a mission statement. But it's an intention. And we put it between our hands and we dipped it into this, this mold. And then you put the, the cement on it. You'll see the video on it on YouTube. Uh, and we'll put it on, on Facebook as well. But anyway, long story short, you end up with this beautiful mold of our two hands clasping each other. There in the center of the two hands is the intention. And it's a plaster cast is what it is. Okay, so the intention is in the center. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that the plaster will deteriorate, whether it's a year from now, 50 years from now, 100 years. Somebody will be moving it. It will break. Any number of things. It can end up being thrown into the garbage can by our children some, at some point in time. But the intention can never die. That's the key. So I always tell people, put your energy into things that are timeless, things that can't be taken away from you. That's absolutely beautiful and absolutely correct because energy can never die. And happy anniversary to you guys, five years. That's, that's absolutely amazing. And that's a beautiful idea for all the couples out there to do. Set the intention within the palms of your hands because you're absolutely right. Energy can never die. Well, Elizabeth, I, I appreciate that. And I thank you for coming on the podcast today. I think you've been very enlightening and sharing your story as well. I really appreciate you opening up. Now you have uh, Be Live. You have a Facebook group and you have a YouTube channel. And I would highly recommend people check out both. And you also have a free sleep hypnosis uh, tape. Come on, Elizabeth. This is 2020. We don't call it tape anymore. <laughs> even, even I know that, you know. But anyway, how do they get their free sleep hypnosis audio? Yes, the sleep hypnosis audio. <laughs> You're too funny. Yes, so they can download it for free off elizabethotis.net. And it's also available for free whenever you join our Facebook group on called BLIVE, B-L-I-V-E. And also it's available in the description on all my YouTube videos. So I will see you guys on YouTube. I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys. And thank you so much, Robert, for having me on here. It's been such an honor. I'm just privileged to have you on and hear your story and learn what you are doing with Be Live. So this is very, very exciting. It's nice to see that there are, you know, akin souls uh, around the world that are that are pointing in the same direction. It truly, uh, the, the great awakening truly has begun. And it's happening on a personal level. And of course, it's happening on a social level as well. Sounds great. It's a beautiful thing. And it's so amazing to be a part of it. Well, thank you, Elizabeth Otis. Hey, check her out on Facebook and on YouTube. Hey, High Flyers, listen, don't forget about our YouTube channel too. Law of Attraction Solutions on YouTube. And thank you for subscribing on Anchor to our podcast. You have a great day because you always deserve it. Bye-bye now.